The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL podcast. Daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. That was my best Charlie Day impression. I'm always studying Philadelphia because it is Wednesday, October 12th. If you're watching the podcast on YouTube, Thursday, October 13th. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, that means, of course, pow, pow, pow. A with a ball show. I feel like uh, I'm being shot at lately, uh, given the whole the, the, the Jets, the whole Jets. Okay. So I was going to try. I don't have all the problem is I, I, I wasn't sure about copyright issues and I didn't know what the best Jets theme song was. Yeah. And I was going to have, I was going to try, I'm going to do for, uh, this is my promise to you. I will put in this, I will put, I will put in this much effort for, for this show, just for you, Brady. I'm going to get some kind of Jets theme song. The, like, is there like a Mets? Like, meet the Jets, meet the Jets, come on. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't either. I don't. I'm going to find that. I'm going to put uh, air horns on the front of it. And in the back of it, it's gonna, I'm going to have now I'm done. Yeah, now I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So and um and, and then like in the and and then I was gonna I was tinkering with like like Larry and Pink Floyd's money mm-hmm. um over top of it, but I think we'll just have like cash registers in the middle of the song. Like, yeah, I think that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. for for copyright purposes and, and yeah. trademark, trademarks and and what have you, et, et, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, oh, so tweet. I've been to tweet this out before. And tag the 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 shitty kiddish. Um <laughs> but, uh, Brady Quinn on this very show that's right last week said if every Jets win he would um donate a thousand dollars to a charity okay. of of that someone mentioned as a five star review on the on the on Apple Podcast for the Pick Six Podcast. Now us being us. I think we all assumed that the Jets weren't going to win. <laughs> well, that's not true. I took the Jets last week. They were plus three, a home underdog, going up against what we thought was a backup quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, even though historically 
He does have the best record against the spread, but he wasn't in for very long because he gets knocked out. He actually only attempted one pass. Yeah. One pass. <laughs> and, and then, then uh, uh, the seventh round rookie. And Skyler Thompson from Kansas State. This yeah. Now, mind you, Skyler Thompson had a great preseason. So Dolphins fans were probably like, oh, God, I can't wait to see what this guy's going to do. It's like uh, a little different when you don't practice all week and you have to go into a real game, um, not preseason. So didn't work out well. C- congrats to the Jets. Uh, Brees Hall was phenomenal in that game. Uh, Sauce Gardner, some of those young defensive pieces you see start, start to step up for the Jets. So uh, we did have one legitimate, I think, five-star review of the charity, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, and look, it takes a while to get these in. So, like, if you have, if you have a cha- look, it's a thousand dollars to a charity of your choosing. If you have a charity you're passionate about, and you listen to this podcast. Go on Apple Podcast and leave a five star review and list the charity. Uh, Tom three one four one five nine two six listed. I nominate City Dogs Rescue here in Washington, D.C. for a donation when the Jets win. If you donate, I will donate an additional $200 as well. Enjoying the show as always. Well, Tom, I got good news for you. City Dogs and Rescue, or it's actually City Dogs. It's City Dogs and City Kitties Rescue. I love the kitties. City kitties. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I just bought like 100 cats, like 100 stray cats or something. I actually, well, I mean, I want to joke about it. Like, I was like, Brady, if you, if you adopt five cats you can right. go with the donation you're like actually here's my thousand dollars kind of like those commercials you see with like sarah mclaughlin like she's like singing in the arms of yeah. like see those like malnourished dogs apparently we just we help save a bunch of sick injured uh, abandoned adopted city dogs and city dogs. kitties i yep. just think it's, it's not they're, city in, cats. They're, they're in high kill and overcrowded shelters and this obviously helps prevent euthanasia which is not a band that is actually when they, they go ahead and when they're overcrowded, they end up killing some of those dogs and cats. So um, this particular uh, charity helps to provide space and resources. Uh, so those, that, that doesn't actually happen. And then eventually hopefully those cats and dogs get, get adopted. So that's, that's where the technically thousand dollars and 20, uh, $1,022. All right, all right. Let's sorry. So just be clear. Brady has already donated this money to city dogs or city, city dogs rescue. It is, City dogs and city kitties rescue. That's right. The city kitties gets me. I don't know. I don't know why that gets me. Just the like city kitties. Like just like saying it in like a I don't I don't know. I don't even know what accent or like what voice I'm saying it in, but it just it just gets me. Uh, but they have been they've been given a thousand dollars. You have forwarded me the receipt. Yes. And to top it off, like you didn't have to do this. You know, you could have no. been you you didn't have to pay the fees. Oh, the fees. Yeah, there's apparently there's a $22 processing fee, which I gotta be honest with you. I mean, city dogs and city kitties. Uh, what are we doing there? 22 bucks for processing for all I don't that? Think that's a that's like I, I see that with charities a lot where it's like, hey, would you like to pay the processing fee? Yeah, then they do it because obviously they want as many funds going to the charity as possible. Hence the reason why I run a couple nonprofits. That's why I paid for the fees. But the problem is like usually you can do it ACH or you find other ways of negotiating down that fee. That's pretty hefty. Like PayPal is bending city dogs and city kitties over a barrel right now and taking those fees from some of their uh, donations and some of their donors. I'm trying to tweet this out. Um, But yeah, so uh, Jets, Jets win. Brady donates a thousand dollars. Look, man, you, you know, you're a, you're a man of your word. You're, you're a philanthropic. You're a philanthropic. I try to be. Well, Here's the foundation. All these Jets fans want to talk trash. It's like, hey, why don't you donate? 
you know, why don't, why don't you not be a cheap ass and donate then? If, if I was so wrong, join the team, man. Help, help out some of these charities. And by the way, they're reputable. Like, Will and I were going we, back. We, it did work. We, were, we, we were did better. work. <laughs> we were looking through their filings. Like, they have all these accreditations. We're like, okay, like, this is a legit charity. This isn't going to, like, Uncle Willie. Uh, they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. And all of a sudden, like, Will walks over. He's got a big bottle of moonshine. He's like, hey, it's Uncle Willie. It's where all the money went. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Will's liver fund. Or like, <laughs> or, like, the human fund. Or, no, no, no. We, we, we checked it out. We wanted to make sure that, um, you know, we didn't want, like, you don't want to find a charity where, you know, you have a million dollars in revenue and $999,000 in operating costs for, hypothetically marketing you know this is is all great programs and there's a breakdown of the programs and we like yeah what's that sorry so how much is actually going to the charities yeah 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 um should we i mean not yeah like and by the way brady quinn has his own charity that's right you have your own foundation so like it's not i mean Third goal. I'm not, not going to be donating my own foundation for this. I'm, I'm purely going to be working off of our five star reviews on the pick six, just because that'd be a little shady. In that you have, um, do you have a position? Do, do you have a, like, do you, I mean, like, are you, I mean, it's, it's yours. I, I don't know how this I'm works. Co chairman, if that's what you're asking. You're the chairman. Yes. And CEO? Uh, not CEO, not of this one. I am on another nonprofit that I am the CEO for. Yeah. You have multiple nonprofits? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, see, that's the thing is like, you're so like, you're so, you're, you're so aloof. And I mean that in a positive, like a, like a, like a complimentary way that you wouldn't like, you know, you wouldn't think, you know, like everyone's assumes you're just spending all your time flying around on private jets with Matt Leinard and Reggie Bush. And like, you're falling about your days in college football. And like, I, I wish that was the case. Those guys got to fly in and out private last week uh, because really? we, were, we were in Bloomington, Indiana, which is happens to be where Eric Shanks, our president, went to school at Fox. So they flew in and out on a private plane. I was flying I think it's happens, happens. Southwest or something like that. So I was like, ah, it's pretty humbling. It would have been nice to be back in the PJ headed back to LA. But so, uh, so, so you so they were in a PJ headed back to LA and you're in like you're on like a like you're like B35 Southwest. <laughs> Southwest with some little kid who's like throwing the mixed snacks they give at you and like spilling his apple juice everywhere, like kicking the seat and then grandpa just crapped his pants, but he doesn't want to tell anyone. Like that was the one benefit to mass. Like, I guess I could wear one now if I wanted to, but I just, I, I like, it was hard to breathe and hot anyway. I can't handle but, it. Like people would just let it go all the time on the plane. And you would a lot of times be like, ah, can't really smell much. Cause the mask's on now. I like people got in the habit of just letting it go and planes smell awful. Oh, so you're, Oh, that's an interesting theory. So your theory is that when masks were, uh, required on planes everyone who is on a plane essentially because you're wearing a mask you were willing to be a little looser on a different orifice yeah who's going to smell this right that, that stuff's got to penetrate through this n95 mask interesting covid can't get through it that spd is not gonna be able to get through it and you can't but even if you can't even if it does get through like you can't tell if like no one's blushing you can't tell who's blushing who's smelling it where it's coming oh. from most older folks who end up, you know, you, right? You can, you can. Target. Usually, they're like so used to it. They like do it, and they look at you like, "Yeah, so, I did it. well, like, do well." It. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do, was. young man? <laughs> you know, better, better out than in. You know, like <laughs> there, there's no explanation. I actually, actually, truth, true story. On the flight back, 
I had to help these two older women who did not speak English. I don't know where they were from, but it was like somewhere over in Eastern Europe. And it was like, like trying to like stow their baggage for them and then trying to go through this crowd of people to get their bags to bring it back up. Like to this day, I have no idea what was said or what wasn't said, but it was, it was one of those deals where I was like, oh man, like I actually, I, I hope they're not going to like, you know, have any issues on this flight. Cause there was like zero communication barrier whatsoever, right. like held, held up our pushback, all that. But I, there's always like a story like that. Every time I fly over, over the course of the weekend, there's always some crazy story. Like w- one of my friends got accused of injuring someone because they were getting their bag down and hit someone in the head, but it wasn't him. He was actually consoling the woman who got hit in the head. Then all of a sudden they get a letter from Delta. Then Delta's like to figure out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause the, because the lady was like trying to sue. And so she was trying to like contact my buddy. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, I was consoling this woman because I know where the, he was like, the guy was like a couple rows back who came up and ended up grabbing his bag. So there's, there's all someone else on a plane. Like, like F you, if you think you're suing me for helping you get your luggage down. Yeah. So, um, so the craziest thing I ever had happened, like, I, mean, I think, I think this is, has to be the number one. This is, this is a long time ago. So um, I used to fly down. This is actually before you were hired at CBS. You actually, you actually caused me to stop flying down to Florida. That's not true. I, I, we did a couple of those Thursday night shows together. Where you guys were like, "Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right." Yeah. I was, I was, I was joking. But um, yeah. I, I, how could I ever forget those memorable, memorable nights? All right, that's 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 what that's why you like me because we met, right? Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be doing this if we'd never met and hung out in person, obviously. Um, but unless you just got really down to your luck and just trying to get back to that PJ status. Um, so I, I used to, so I used to fly down to Fort Lauderdale on Thursday morning. And I got, it got to the point where, like, there's only one flight, like, per day from Raleigh. From yeah. Raleigh. From Raleigh. Raleigh. There, well, only one direct flight from Raleigh to Fort Lauderdale. And I figured out and got onto it. For, like, I got locked into that. It, it would come back, like, 2 o'clock on Friday. It was great. Um, I would leave at, like, 9.30 a.m. on Thursday. I would get in with – I could roll in, like, fly in, and, like, Delta direct rally to Fort Lauderdale. We grab some sushi. We hit the hotel. We get changed. We go to the third. It was fantastic. Had it had it like dialed in, and I was I was traveling you know every week. So like I was getting the you know I had like the so you know gold medallion or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the status. So I was getting pushed into first class, and like it had gotten like routine where I was like I was in first class every time. I would roll into the rally airport, you know, hop on there, just get some coffee, you know, knock I would you know knock out some work on the way down there. And, um, one day this, this, like, um, this young woman is sitting next to me and she's like chatting. I got like head, I got like, I think I, like, I don't remember. It may even be like those headphones on probably not these, they were like smaller, but like, but like similar style. Like, like I, I have headphones on, like I can't hear. Don't talk to me. Yes. I have headphones on. That's pretty much how everyone operates now. Don't talk to me. Headphones. Right. And this girl is like chatting me up left or right. I'm like, I'm like. Like, I don't know what she's talking about. And she, she's like, yeah, I just, I'm connecting from Cleveland. Like I just came over and like the waitress comes by. She, she's, she, I was like, I'll take a coffee. She's like, I'll take a bloody Mary, but I don't want you to mix it. And she's like a double bloody Mary. I don't want you to mix it. I'm like, well, that's, that's bizarre. Yeah. Never so, heard of that. She brings her back two airplane bottles and like a thing of like you know, a glass of tomato juice. And the girl, the, the young woman takes the, uh, takes the airplane bottles, opens them and just, like rips them down and this is like 9 30 a.m on like a thursday i'm like oh, oh my goodness gracious and she's like 
talking to me and like i'm like oh i'm like you've got like you like i'm stone cold sober you are hammered uh you're not attractive like please stop talking to me and like midway through she gets up and goes to the bathroom and she's gone for like i'm not kidding 25 minutes okay so you clearly know what's happening in there i i don't know what's happening there well it's got to be number two or she's throwing up right exactly but i don't know i'm like running through my head like all right does she this girl's just like taking a like just just hanging out in the like the, the the bathroom and just just kicking it like maybe she fell asleep she passed out maybe she's throwing up maybe she's reading Mad Magazine smoking a cig or a vape or something I don't think I have vape okay. that time. so she the bathroom finally opens I'm like I was like about to get the, like a stewardess and be like hey you need to check on this girl the bathroom opens she comes out she has changed clothes yeah i'm like what what is going on in here and she comes out and she's like still talking to me she's hammered like she definitely like did and she pulls out a vape pen and starts ripping the vape pen in the plane and i was like you can't do that in here what are you doing and she's like like looks at me like you deceived narc you loser and she gets up and like moves seats like move seats in the first class cabin like three back and just sits there like if i was like hey look I was like, I got a stewardess. Like, she, like, I'm not, I'm not getting grounded in like, you know, Savannah, Georgia. Like, you got to stop this. And she's like, like, she gets like, starts calling me a narc and like winging out of me. And and that was the craziest airplane story. By the way, I uh, credit the stew with this comment there. Pro- probably true. I, apparently, that's the only way she could deal with you, Will. <laughs> I was, I, I was, this is, I was quiet. This is like low key, Will. This wasn't like bearded, like pick six pod, Will. I don't think I had a beard. Yeah, uh-huh. We're like basically they ever since you've been doing pick six pod, they'd be like, no, 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 we want that Will Brinson. We want the Charlie Day Will Brinson, like the entertaining one that we all love and come to see at the combine and at the Super Bowl. That's the Brinson that we want, the one that's got a hair on fire all the time. I mean, that's just me 24-7. Like I wasn't it just happened to be early in the morning. I was drinking coffee and trying to like write a story. Try to be professional. Yeah. Right. And like, I mean, look, I'm not seeing she was like hitting on me. I'm just, but she was definitely like she she was. There's something I don't know what her deal was. She was connecting from Cleveland, and see that was the first red flag. How do you connect from Cleveland to Raleigh? Raleigh there. Oh yeah. Why is it? Why am I on with Jeffrey Dahmer? I don't know. I, I started to watch some of that. And I had to turn it off. I was like, I can't do this. Well, I, I think we were talking about. Medically. I think we were talking about Will without a beard. So I just felt like this was applicable here. That's me. Um, that's me on uh, NFL uh, NFL films. I think. Yeah. Hey, when's the last time you saw the sun? Uh, in that photo, because it looks like yeah, you're in some cellar for a while. I think I'm actually very hungover in that in that spot. I mean, That's not the combine to the combine. I'm trying not to vomit. You know, 80 percent of the time I see you, which is you know at some of these different events, is you're pretty much hungover. <laughs> I am, yeah, right now. I mean, like it's, 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 I'm sure, it's two thirty in the afternoon. Big night for you. Yeah, I can't, I can't feel my yeah. About to vomit all over this microphone. Um, <laughs> Okay, we have successfully navigated the first 15 minutes of this program without doing anything anything football related. That's back to back games. The Jets, I give the Jets some love for their win, which again, uh, like I said, there's. Uh, by, by the way, this is so I, I don't know why he started listening to the podcast again, but uh, Eric K, EK, our, our EK, yeah, EK, our 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 podcast is our boss. Fancies himself an executive these days. Thinks he's too. He's good. an executive. Is he? That's yes. How's he not? Yeah, I guess he is. He's a director. Mm. Dude, he's, he's, he's going, going anywhere are you gonna say anything or is that is that all you're going no, no, no. he was he was complaining about how long we we took to get into the meat of the, the podcast yesterday 
Oh, well, that's, um, I think the common denominator is you, Will. But that was the whole point. It's like, no, no, we're try- I'm trying to strike. So we actually, uh, we're talking about who, like, who's the most famous person bo- born on your birthday? On my birthday? <laughs> No, 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 not yours. We were doing our own birthdays. Oh, and I'm yeah. thinking, I was like, oh my God, if we could, if we click on Brady's birthday, I wonder how high he ranks in terms of the famous people born, born on his own birthday. I have some really, really bad news. Well, first off, I you're saw not in the top 48. Before you you're not in the top 48. Before you, you started. You have a list of all YouTube and TikTok stars. Oh, someone's Googled this. Yeah, well, you sent it in the rundown and prepare for the show. Well, I'm, a little, I'm a little offended that you haven't actually looked up I have real talented people who've done something now, in the professional realm. But see, what you don't know is I have done that. Okay. I have I looked at it. It's not a list of YouTube and TikTok and social. It's like Lonzo Ball. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I put actually, on list. Here's what you don't know about this website. Yeah. If you go down to the bottom and you click by profession. And you scroll down to football players born on October 27th. How many TikTok and YouTube stars are there? I don't even know any of those people. I was gonna, I was gonna list all TikTok and YouTube stars. Billy wasn't supposed to send the link. I was gonna I was gonna list. Did I send the link? Maybe I sent the link. I was gonna send a list. I was gonna read these people's names and see how many you would recognize because the answer is zero. You are the face of famousbirthdays.com slash date slash October. All right, Billy, scroll down. Ah, do you know what that photo is from too? You found it? Scroll all the way down. All the way down. No, I, I know where it's at. Do you know where the? Do you know what that photo is from? He's on the thing. Go down and click on by profession. You have to go by profession. It's it's yeah. on. I saw it. So can I just tell the story at least? Well, that photo is from like after my rookie year. I got paid to go to Vegas. I was training out in Arizona, and I'd gone for my first time with my buddies. And that photo right there that you're looking at, you're I on a red carpet. It was a red carpet. You're high yeah. as a kite, I'll tell you that much. Look no, at we're not high. I was, I was probably drinking. <laughs> You're drifting. It, it's in Vegas. We, I got paid to go for an appearance to go be a part of some Hawaiian tropic, like pick the Hawaiian tropic girl thing. So yeah, yeah my, you did. Look at you. Yeah, you did. So here's the thing. All my buddies, my, all my boys that grew up with some of my college buddies and all, like 13 of us, we went to all went to Vegas like the weekend before. And so that was our first time we ever went to Vegas. So oh. we had like a great time, went out. Um, obviously went to the clubs, restaurants, whatever. And so the, then, I'll, then I went back to, I was training in Arizona during the week and they were like, Hey, we got a paid appearance for you to go back to Vegas. I was like, of course I'll go back. So some of the boys came back out. We all went to this event and I, I got to be honest with you. I literally walked the red carpet. We took a photo. We sat in a booth. There was some judging that was involved and we drank and that was it. And we left. It was one of the greatest weekends after that ever for not doing any work whatsoever. But yeah, I was pretty hammered in that that photo, probably. I, I'm a little I'm a little perturbed that I haven't made the um YouTube stars born on June 26th yet. I'm I'm more upset the fact that like they have that big of a stranglehold of our society. Like it, it's, it's, dude, it's crazy. All right, so hit back, Billy. Hit back on the on the browser. Like <laughs> I, I don't know who any of these people are. Well, yeah, it's because you're not on TikTok and YouTube, which it goes okay. This kind of goes into like a separate subject. There's Theodore Roosevelt. That counts. Kelly Osborne. I, I know who Theodore Roosevelt is. Can I do Kelly Osborne? I don't know. Do you? Do you know him personally? Um, I never I never met him, though. He, yeah, let, me actually, ask, let me ask you this question. This wasn't wait, is that suggesting that is that right? Is Teddy Roosevelt only he lived to be oh no, 58. I was at the, yeah, dude, it's 1858, bro. <laughs> I was doing the math. I did the math. No, so I was thinking about this earlier. Like Russell Wilson somehow went from being one of the most beloved NFL figures mm. out of like 
over like the course of an off season, one of it seems like everyone's just a he's a punching bag for everyone right now. And, and I don't really understand why. Like he's never done anything wrong. He's been one of the best players in the league. I understand there was like maybe a falling out with how things ended in Seattle, but they tried to trade him back in 2018. Like he was the one that was like, oh, okay, like you guys want to get rid of me? Anyway, th- the whole point is like my theory with with where it's gotten to this point is there's like he's put out some stuff on social media, whether it's like the TikTok video that came out or some of the other things that have come out. And it seems kind of disingenuous, right? Like we, I feel like that's one of the things we kind of then start to be like, all right, dude, you're not that guy. That's what I feel like is like, I guess the justification for it. Like, I don't know if you have an explanation, but that's the only thing I can think of because the dude has never done anything wrong. He's already had a hall of fame career. He was like playing through injury and like people are like, no, whatever. Like, can't, you know, not Russell. He's just playing like crap. It's like no one gives him the benefit of the doubt anymore. It's the most bizarre thing. And it happened in like in the course of 12 months. So, um, I texted a couple of friends before the Broncos Colts game. I texted our local thread here, ATW, all things Wolfpack. Um, it's naturally full of NC State fans. And I said, man, I am so glad that Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin. Like, that's how bad it's gotten. Like, we prefer Russell Wilson having gone to Wisconsin versus Russell Wilson being treated as an NC State guy because nobody wants to be associated with him. You got something big happening. What's going on? You got to. No, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out, like, no one wants to be associated with why. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he literally on his off days used to go to children's hospitals to visit kids in Seattle. You know, he has other brands and, and other things going on. I just, I guess I don't really understand why, like, there's all this, like, hatred towards him. It doesn't make any sense. I know he hasn't played the way people had thought they were. It's because, it's because you know, it's, not, it's not his place because he, he comes across as phony and lame. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess disingenuous, right? Like we, but, we but like it's so I, 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 here's, here's the, here's the answer. Why? Okay. So before he was at least Seattle's own, right? They drafted him in the third round. He's a, he's a fun story. Short, but nobody gave him a chance. People said he couldn't play quarterback in the NFL. People said he couldn't play quarterback in college. I mean, I, heck, I mean, I'm O'Brien from NC state. I mean, heck. exactly. NC state didn't want to let him play. Elliot Avan, our baseball coach, had to walk him over. And, and well, I don't want to. Anyway, uh, Russ, I think Russ has more from feel good, super like competitive, weird, like, you know, like weird robot, competitive, competitive robot. And Billy says, because he's a cornball, LOL. There you go, Billy. That's uh can, can uh, I, can I throw out though why I think we've gotten to this point? But, but he's, but he's, 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 he's become too, he wants to be he, Mr. Unlimited. Right, but I also Broncos think that's country. Let's ride. because it's portrayed through like YouTube and, or not YouTube, TikTok and Instagram, all this other stuff. Like older guys, like older Hall of Famers, those dudes hate taking photographs. Like I don't know if you know this. Like there, we actually had a you know person the other day say like, oh, tell a story about Joe Montana. Don't want to take a photograph with him. I was like, ah, oh, that stinks to hear. Like you know, it's Joe Montana. You'd want to you know take a photo with a kid, but he just didn't want to anymore. And I'm like, you know. That's because he did too many Skechers commercials. Well, it's not that. It's just you get to a certain age, I'm sure, in their era, like they don't want to take photos. Like Greg Lloyd used to like smash people's, you know, cameras or photos to try to take a picture of them, right? Like they they hated that. And to like as much as that stinks for that little kid, there's something to be said for like that's just who they are. They're not gonna try to be something they're not. I feel like there's this wave now of like social media and TikTok and everything else. And it's like a younger generation, but you've got like a lot of older people who are like, Hey, let's try to be on TikTok and Instagram and be cool or be a part of this. And it's like, 
doesn't really work that way. Like you, you're kind of like too old for it, right? Like that's for the younger generation. Like let them have their deal. Like you go be you and just do things that are more natural or genuine to you. Like the Steve Buscemi gif. Hello, my fellow kids. Like that's how Russell Wilson comes off. He's like, hello, my fellow kids. Uh, what are we doing today on the TikTok machine? It's like, dude, you're cheesy. And, and but, but like now that he's gone to a different like market too, and he's trying to he's trying to market himself as like he's the face. He's like rebranding himself, really. Yeah, and it's and is where he's moved his like he is he he's already moved his like he had changed who he is. He's like so, you know, like he did the like when he re-signed in Seattle and he did the video. He's like just laying in bed with Ciara. Like yeah. we've been here we've been here for a while. If you know what I'm saying, just sign the contract. Like, no, 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 we 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 know what you're saying. You that, know? Was, that was that big contract sex though. You know, you get that you get that money, then you yeah, like you're gonna. That's a big. Sure, I'm sure that there's it, look. Nobody has to brag about it. We all have, you have kids, right? We all had sex. No big deal. Um, (laughs) But like, I'm sure contract sex is great sex. But but I would also guess that if you were having said contract sex and it was that great, you wouldn't need to tell the entire world about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like it's a shade at Sierra right now. That's, no, I'm not throwing any shade at anybody. I'm saying that it's a thou doth it was a thou doth protest too much situation for me. Like, oh, we've just been sitting here forever with uh, this new contract. Yeah, what's going yeah, on? I mean, to your point, the video probably could have waited to the morning, and then maybe you know it's yeah. like a cup of coffee. Hey, excited to be back with the Seahawks instead of like the. Well, I'm tired. It's been a long night of negotiations. If you know contract sex, I mean. Yeah, it's like, all right, so that didn't happen. People, they'll like throw a bunch of money and, you know, do their thing on the money. And then it's like, no, it's the contract. We put it out the contract. Put that, <laughs> put that in the bed. See that? That's a Xerox machine over there. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what the hell has happened in the last 25 minutes. Um, yeah, there you go. Thomas Scott says Russell Wilson's the uncle who tried to tries to hang out with his younger nephew. Yeah, I got look. I got uncles that I used to hang out with. I don't think that was a bad thing. You know, it's not a bad thing when you're the nephew. Actually, I, I take that back. I hang out. I like, I like, I like, yeah, I'll, I'll, Come on, you probably have some cool nephews, you know, and they look up to you. It's, it works both ways. I don't know. I'm not, I understand what people are trying yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, like, he's never done anything wrong, yet people have this like hatred towards him. I, I think, I personally think that's more to do with the contracts. Well, it may also have to do with like the Broncos offense stinking. Yeah, that, that hasn't been that good either. I'll tell you what, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about something. I don't know. Football, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations again to the City Dogs and City Kitties. Next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, so I keep thinking you're going to say city something else, knowing you, but... Knowing me? How dare you? I'm a <laughs> reputable gentleman of the... Of Raleigh. Of the, of the YouTube. Of Raleigh. Raleigh. Now, we were talking about Matt Rule firing. Yeah, actually, I was I was going to talk about the fact that I like I need to figure out how to how do you add a name to this famous birthdays list? Like, I'm not even a journalist. Come on. Okay. Personally, I wouldn't take this level of disrespect. I didn't mind that I wasn't on YouTube stars, but journalist. I mean, come on. I mean, there's just so many come people. On, man. People, I'm just saying. I, I, I want to. I'm going to make myself the face of journalist. More well, here's the problem: is Prisco on it? If Prisco's on it, you got some issues. Uh, what's Pete's birthday? He, was, he just had his birthday. He just had his birthday like two weeks ago. Somewhere. No way, no way we never remember what it is. Uh, I know how old he is. He's 84. He's 62. But speaking of speaking of old dudes who hang with their young nephews, <laughs> Pete Pete can hang, man. He can hang. You take Pete out there. Do you remember the time the were we with us at the combine when um when somebody came up to Pete and they were like, Oh, I know you, bro. Like you're on the Pick Six podcast. He was like, Don't you ever say that again. Don't you ever say that again. <laughs> I was like dancing in the streets. They're like, oh, Brenton. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> he's just dancing away to it. Like he's making that face. He's I was like, I was like, like, like doing like a shimmy in the street to Pete's like just screaming at this kid, like, you never say that again. If you're saying Oh again. God. No, God, please. Exactly. <laughs> Um, then there's the, uh, I was so, I was so excited by that. I was like, yeah, y'all, y'all just roll with us. We're going down to, uh, prime where everybody hangs out. Yeah. And they're like standing next to, you guys have now ruined that spot. Cause you keep telling everyone to go there. Now no coaches or people go there anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, nobody goes to the combine anymore. Anyway. Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt rule fired by the Panthers. Bird came first. Yeah. Matt rule fired by the Panthers. It wasn't a matter of if; it was a matter of when. Um, the crazy thing is, like if you if you put together the list of things that ultimately, you know, led to this. Obviously, you can say, "Oh, they didn't get the quarterback position right." Well, look, you went from Teddy to Sam to Baker. It's kind of hard to really see anything out of that group when Christian McCaffrey is your best player has been hurt. The offensive line is still kind of a work in progress. So the Iki Aquanu is a good pickup, but you know, is. It's, like he's better uh, this past week, I think. And, and his run, his run, his run blocking has been great. Always week. been great. He just pass protection's been a work in progress, but he was better this past week. Yeah. Um, look, I think I think it's hard, but like think about it. Like who, if you really think about David Tepper now as the owner, not only did did he not give Matt Rule that much time, like he didn't even make it to three seasons, uh, which he did. You know, preach patience. He's going to get what forty million. He gave over- a seven year contract. Yeah, to a guy who's never heard of. Oh. Well, I, again, I, I keep saying I'm in the wrong, wrong profession. Um, yeah, you'd gladly be the fall guy to go ahead and like, yeah, I, I couldn't make it as a head coach in the NFL. I got $40 million to not do anything for the next few years. Like, it sounds like a pretty good gig. but Yeah, it sounds, it sounds a little bit better than what we're doing right now. I mean, like, I like talking to you. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like, cool, man. But I, I'd, rather, I'd rather be nothing for $40 million. Did you, uh, so you, you would have, you did, I wouldn't expect you to hear this, but um, so we were talking about yesterday on the podcast. It was me, Breach, and Sully. Okay. And so the so the Circa Survivor, uh, like Circa the the the, the sports book, they have a Survivor contest, and it started with like it's first place is six point three million dollars. Okay, 
Somebody's getting, somebody's winning $6 million. Yeah. It's down to like 700 people. And I was like, I was like, is 6 million enough for you guys to just like immediately quit your job? And like, cause I'm thinking like, probably not. Like I'm going to keep no, it's 3 million after taxes. And then you're, you're like, it's cost of living on the other. Yeah. Right? And so breach is like, uh, yeah. And Sully, Sully goes, yeah. I'm also canceling my wedding. <laughs> I, was, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, you canceled the wedding. You got three million after taxes. You can go on a bender for a few years. You're gonna need you're gonna need some money after that. <laughs> you're like, I like I'm sure I'm showing up late and unprepared for tomorrow's podcast if I win six million dollars, but what's new? You know, like 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 I mean I'm kidding. Uh, but the like like I'm not quitting, I'm not quitting my job if I win six million dollars. If I now if you give me $40 million to go away from my job. I'm not taking another job anytime soon. If that new job will offset my, my 40. Million. Which it sounds like from Ian Rappaport's report that there is some offset language, at least after this year for Matt rule, which is smart on this, on the part of David Tepper, right? Like that was always going to be the fallback is the exit strategy. Like if things don't work out, where's he going to go? He's probably going to go to college. And there just so happens to be some decent vacancies that are open right now. Like Nebraska is probably the one that makes the most sense to me. Um, I think Arizona State's another one that could be in play. You know, if Auburn came open, I just I don't know how he would be a fit there. Wisconsin, I think they want it to be Jim Leonard. Um, that's why they made the decision at this point. And then you see like the one game that Paul Chris isn't there and their offense explodes. It's like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is what we needed. So um, I, I think that's probably the direction of where he'd go, or he could do nothing. Like he could be selective about it because he does have somewhat of a proven track record in college. And I think the job he ultimately covets is his alma mater. It's probably Penn State. Yes. And, and, and like, it's going to be a really interesting stretch of games coming up. Penn State plays Michigan this week. Then they play Ohio. It's, 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 I, I'm not. You're you're way more tuned to this because you, yeah, you, know, you call you do a, you do a college football pregame show. Um, <laughs> is there a what well, is, is there is James is James Franklin in that warmth seat sphere? I think it depends on how the next two weeks go. Mm. But let, let's be honest. Like if 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 they can if they can beat uh, Michigan, if they could beat Ohio State, I, I don't think so. Like I think he's safe. He's good. And by the way, he did sign an extension somewhat recently. Yeah. The problem is like these schools are getting so much money now that it's not that hard to Dude, think about. Chris, what did Paul Chris? Paul Chris left with sixteen million dollars, and I mean like. Yeah, he, a lot. He ended up. I think he ended up settling for like they settled on eleven when it was yeah. all done, but something like that. But you know, to your point. Like, trust me, they have no problem turning the page. And I think, like, the most recent Big Ten deal gives you a little bit more <laughs> leveraging. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, we can move on from these guys relatively fast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think those are some of the places you'd look at. I, but I think if you, again, going back through, like, Matt Rule's era there, I don't know that David Tepper had any patience for anyone. I mean, no, David Joe Tepper Brady, has no patience. David Brady didn't hang around. The quarterbacks didn't. Like, just how, how that all transpired, it seemed like, you know, as a new – excuse me, as a new owner. And, and Jimmy Haslam was victim of this. Like, you look yep. at when he first took over majority over the Browns, he was rolling through coaches. I mean, literally, guys who have, like, would have crawled to go coach for the Cleveland Browns, and he can them after a year. You know, Rob Chazinski was one of those who'd been there previously. I'd been with them. He loved Cleveland, like, loved the Browns. And, you know, you weren't going to turn things around in one year's time. So it's just it, – it's kind of tough when you see new owners take this approach – because, um, you know, maybe they'll say, hey, well, I'll, I'll know when I know when I get the right guy. Well, it sometimes takes a little bit longer to get there. D- David, David, that success. David Tepper, I believe, has already fired 
more coaches mid-season than Jerry Jones. Because Jerry has won and Wade Phillips and David Tepper's fired Ron Rivera and Matt Rule mid-season. And he's also fired his soccer coach. He bought a soccer team. He fired a soccer coach mid-season last year, which was basically like, a, I can't fire Matt Rule yet. I'm firing somebody firing. Yeah, right. Like they, they, He probably hires people just to fire him, you know, just so he has the like fall guy to fire. Yeah, like, I'm he, having a bad day. You're fired. Bring in the next one. See, that's see, that's actually what he needs to do. Yeah. He didn't well, know, he like an hourly employee that like they don't do anything. Like literally, they don't do anything. Pay him 20 bucks an hour. They get to hang out. And then whenever you get mad, you're just like, hey, you, what's your name? Yeah, you're fired. All right, get out of here. Get out. And you're like, all right, I'll take my two days worth of pay. I'm you good. probably wouldn't do this because you know you're you know, you have pride and self-esteem and um, you know, you you know. Former Where, are you going with this? Where are you going? Like if David Tepper was like, Hey, Brinson, I'll give you a million dollars. You just have to, you hang out at the Panthers facility. And when I need, when I feel the need to fire somebody, like you don't do anything, but I just fire you. You come to my office, I scream at you. I tell you how stupid you are. And I fire you. But a million a year or a, million just- a year. Yeah. Not a million per firing. Oh, that'd be fun for a million a year. Yeah. Okay. Just being long though. I mean, like the, the best thing you could do I is with, like a cigar where they put my feet up. Like, what are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. Fire the, me. The come best on, thing you could do is like uh, Dan Snyder and just like act like you're on your yacht somewhere in a foreign country, like hiding from, you don't have to actually testify in front of Congress. Like you would just say, <laughs> like hide and go seek with him. Like Tepper's like, damn it. Where is he? I want to, I want to fire him, but I can't find him. It's like, Oh, guard the stadium, like sit between bleachers. <laughs> You're like, you do a little, like, I like, like three weeks in, I start doing like a scavenger hunt. Like, like Tepper's got, it's like, it's just a clue in his office. Like, you might, like, it's like, find Sir Burr. You dress up as the mascot, and like, he just never puts it in together. He's like, you can never find him on some of these home games. Like, we just saw him. We don't know where he's at now. Like, damn it, Sir Burr. Where's Princeton? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god yeah i would um how long how long do you think it would take before i actually got fired from that job of being fired i feel first like it, week. first week probably that would be really disappointing if you got a job being paid a million dollars to get i don't fired. know it might be fun to have around for like a month you know maybe i can't tell depends how depends, depends how long you were there like if you just if you were the type that would like keep your distance so like you know if you're not around they can't really fire you Oh, I would keep it. Like you get like free food, you get all kinds of stuff. Like you just do whatever you want. I'd be in the press box, like eating barbecue sandwiches. Like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, sir, sir, you don't work at CBS anymore. No, I took this job with Tepper. I get fired for a living. It's freaking great. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Nobody hires me for his next company he buys. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hey, it's like, yeah, he's he's talking to me about being part of the the firing team for the soccer club as well. (laughs) You know, be a multi, but he he says he wants to you know to differentiate the firing voices. Uh, in that the um the rule thing, I also heard that rule uh, had his. I've heard this from different places, but um, that rule had his hands in like everything there, like almost yeah, he had he had a full autonomy, right? Like that, no, was, not just the roster, but like like social media team and the like the media yeah. the team media side, like and that's all well and good, but if you're spending if you if you if you win eleven games in three years. And you're spending any amount of time, any 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 second of your time, on social like dealing with the social media team or the the team media site, like you're not doing your job very well. Well, it's not where your focus should be, right? Like I think that's more of the issue is your focus should be on the team, football, the game. That's 
that's why I think you see a lot of football coaches who have the opportunity to take over that sort of power of the roster and sometimes even the business of the organization. It's daunting. Like I remember talking to a, a general manager about, you know, and he was in a different field and he came on to be the general manager. And one of the things he said was, he's like, dude, I am doing everything but what you think I'd be doing. He's like, you think I'd be like, you know, looking at other, you know, talent and rosters and, you know, evaluating our rosters. Like I'm, I'm in like depositions. Like I'm, I'm having to like, you know, deal with various legal matters and all these other things that I'm like, I'm being informed of from a business standpoint. So I, I just, I think that's the tough part, but I agree. I mean, we've talked about this and I don't think like the average fan fully like under, not, not the average fan, but just like the average person who, you know, like the difference between being an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator and being a head coach is like, is like seven different levels. I mean, it's just like a business. I mean, like you're going from sales manager to CEO, right? Like the job description is just so completely different. And you, you've got to be able to know and identify and, and all of that what's wrong. Right. And you have to manage people, which I, I'm starting to become more and more a fan of like the coaches who can just be the head coach and manage the personnel, manage the game, oversee the whole thing as opposed to calling one side and then like hiring a guy on the other side who's going to be like that other head coaching presence, but on defense, for example. Um, I, I think that can work. Clearly, we've seen that. McVay is an example of that. But it's also kind of hard to make that work. Like I think Sean McVay is one of the special ones yeah. in that category. Um, I don't think that comes along very often. But th there's other examples of that, I think, when you look across the NFL and how teams are looking at it. But I, I think that's the structure. Like you literally have – a veteran coach or a guy who's saying, like, I'm overseeing this, I'm going to delegate, I want you to focus on offense, you to focus on defense, I'm going to oversee the whole thing. Or you have somebody who says, I'm going to take care of the offense, you take care of the defense, you take care of the special teams. It'll be more collaborative, but at the end of the day, I have final say. And you probably have a stronger general manager or someone who's there to kind of help you with that. I, I just think those are the two structures that you're seeing in the NFL right now. But one of the questions that came in was, is the next head coach for the Carolina Panthers on the hot seat? Yeah, probably. I mean, because you're going to have an owner who's going to be looking at trying to turn this thing around quick. And everyone knows what success looks like. I think the hard thing is not many people understand what it takes to get there. And especially if you haven't been a part of another organization. I mean, the one thing about Jimmy Haslam was he came from being a minority owner within the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Browns. Mm -hmm. So to some degree, there's like a thought of, okay, you know, he probably saw enough from the Heinz family. Um, Who else? Oh, that sounds familiar. Who else could have been a minority owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, oh, that's right. David Tepper. Uh, yeah. Mm. No, but, but continue on because like you're correct. It's like, oh, he saw enough from Pittsburgh, the Roonies. He learned from the Roonies. He knows what he's doing as an owner. And then not at all. Well, again, applying it and, and taking, you know, one organization, applying this to another. It's, it's kind of why I think the Bill Belichick coaching tree hasn't always worked out. Um, you know, where those sorts of examples of, of head coaches have tried to maybe mimic or, or reflect what they saw in New England. And it's so different. I mean, I, I think the one thing from having so many coaches that came from the Bill Belichick tree is eventually they learn they have to be themselves, especially behind closed doors, because Bill Belichick was like that behind closed doors. At least that's what, you know, everyone kind of talks about. But that, that's where I think like that coaching tree has had struggles because they're trying to do what they were doing in New England. And you're like, well, you don't have Tom Brady. So it's, it's hard to do what they did when you don't have Tom Brady in your roster, both as a player and then on top of that, how he worked his contracts to be able to leave some money on the table to create more cap space elsewhere, which everyone then – it put pressure on everyone else to follow suit. 
And a lot of times guys did that because they knew they had a shot at winning a ring. So I was trying to look it up. The, so the, uh, then technically, yeah. The, I mean, do you know how many head coaches Jimmy Haslam's had in, in Pittsburgh? I mean, in, uh, in Cleveland? Since he took over in what, 2013 or 2012? Mid 2012. So we're going to count Pat Shermer as one of these because he, he bought the team okay. and immediately fired Shermer. 2022. I'm going to say at least seven or is it eight? Seven is the correct number. Yeah. That is an insane amount in 10 years. Well, it's, it's, you get less than two years for a coach. Like mm-hmm. someone asked, is the next Carolina Panthers head coach in the hot seat? Immediately. Yeah. I mean, if, if they're not showing something in the first year, I mean, to me though, it all depends on what they do this year. And like, and I do hope they give Steve Wilkes an opportunity. He's a coach that I was around um, early in my career. I have a ton of respect for him. You know, it was an absolute sham of what they did in Arizona, not giving him more time, not allowing to, him to have more of an opportunity. I think he's got enough of one now to at least showcase himself, if not for the Panthers, but maybe for another team. Um, but it all depends on t- upon what they do in the roster. If you start dumping some of these guys with inflated salaries, like a Christian McCaffrey, a DJ Moore, and Brian Burns, or anyone else that you don't want to have to like, you know, pay moving forward or whatever the case is, now you're looking at a rebuild. So maybe he's going to be more patient with it. But I, I think the Bengals doing what they did in their second year with Joe Burrow and going to a Super Bowl, it, it kind of puts pressure on every new head coach now, saying like, "Hey, they did it in two years. Why can't you? They have the smallest, you know, uh, infrastructure for. They don't have a scouting department. They have a smaller coaching staff. They don't." you know, pay out a bunch of money. Um, why, why can't you guys do it then? You know? Well, and I think, and I've, I've espoused this theory a lot and I'll repeat it again, but like, to, I think my, I think what happened to the Panthers with Matt rule and David Tepper is that Tepper wanted to give rule time to do what he did at Temple and Baylor. And then all of a sudden this sea change happened with uh, quarterbacks where you could trade for an you know, trade for like, you know, Aaron Rodgers on the trade block. Russell Wilson traded, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady signs with somebody else. It just became like a totally different way to acquire quarterbacks. And I think that it artificially accelerated the timeline that David Tepper wanted to win because he wanted to go get one of these quarterbacks and make this big splash. Like, I don't know. Did you, all right, by the way, a couple of things. Did you see his press conference when he fired Matt Rule? Yes. Okay. Because he, he said, I brought music back to Charlotte, which, is an interesting take. I don't know really what that means. He's, he was trying to say that Charlotte had no concerts before he took over as owner of the Panthers. Now, that sounds like it's like that could be a made up quote. Could that be real? I'm going to read a quote. I don't, I'm, I, you don't know if this is real or, or fake. This is from yeah. theoretically from when he hired Matt Rule. He dresses like bleep and sweats all over himself. He dresses like me. So I'd love the guy. Tepper said. I was a short order cook. He was a short order cook. Nobody gave him anything. Nobody gave me anything. He had to work for every hard for everything he got. Real or fake? I'm gonna say it's real. It is real. He hired Matt Rule because he dresses like bleep and sweats all over himself, just like me. Well, look, a lot of people are looking for someone that they can relate to as far as their path to get where they got to. Because then at least you understand if you understand where they've been, you have a better idea of like where you're both going. But that all falls apart, I think, once you hit adversity. And if you start to have philosophical differences or, you know, someone looks at you and says, hey, I think it's going to take longer than than you think it's going to take. You know, when you're an owner and you have all that money, you're like, yeah, I don't agree. You're out. Again, this goes back to the theory of having a guy you just fire. I, I think the next head coach should build in a budget in Carolina just to have someone that like, look, look, David, if things go wrong, just fire this guy, all right? He's the guy that you're going to fire. I'll bring someone else in. 
And as the new head coach, you just keep having this circulation of people that David Tepper gets to fire. So he never gets mad at you. He just gets mad at the fire guy. I like it. This is, we've solved all the problems in Carolina. All right, uh, let's do another quote. This is a more recent one. Is this reading between the lines? Yeah, sort of. Oh, okay. We sort of got there without getting there. Okay. Um, Ron Rivera was asked why the Washington football team is not good and everyone else in the division ha- is good. And his answer, the one at least that got played on, on, on the TV and the radio, was quarterback. Read between the lines. Yeah, he blamed basically Carson Wentz, which apparently everyone's done everywhere Carson Wentz has been at this point. And, and I don't know what it is. He doesn't seem like a bad guy, but it seemed like there were some issues in Philly. Obviously, Jim Irsay, like couldn't stand him in Indianapolis, and now he's in Washington. And, you know, th- the thing about that, and I know Ron Rivera spoke to the team, and I know he spoke to the media again and talked about how he had a, you know, Maya Copa moment. Here's the truth. The media, like when you go back and listen to that quote, the media was like, oh. And then they like pause and then someone followed up. And then he expanded on that thought. But he just said the quarterback. And that's where I kind of look at it and go, yeah, he knew what he said. He knew what he was doing. He was frustrated with this quarterback. The problem with Washington right now, I don't think it's Carson Wentz. Like he's probably the least of their concerns. If you look, I think he's thrown for over 300 yards like three separate times so far this year. Yeah, If you look at like even that game, he was more of a reason why they had a shot in the end, not so much their defense, which has struggled, or their ground game, which has struggled. Like, I just kind of look at it and think it's probably really, it's probably frustrating for Ron Rivera, the position that he's in for a number of reasons. I mean, you have this cloud hanging over your organization with everything going on with Dan Snyder. I mean, hell, he was on a yacht somewhere else, and you know, his his wife, I guess. Is he still on a yacht? No, I think he showed up at some point back in the States. Oh, okay, so he's back, All right? But, you know, his wife technically is back overseeing it or running, you know, the organization. He's not in charge of the team right now. Again, his wife is, you know, technically in charge of it, which who knows, you know. Um, there's that. There's the fact that, you know, how they, they went about, you know, bringing in Wentz, like maybe Ron Rivera's on board. Maybe he wasn't. We don't know that. Um, it's kind of like too early in the season to be like throwing up the white flag on the guy, in my opinion. Um, again, new system for him, new pieces around him. And I, and I think he's what they're top 10 in passing right now. It's not like, again, you know, he's been as big of an issue. You say turnovers have been a, a bit of an issue for him, but yeah, when, like I always say this, when you're down in the game, what do you want your quarterback to do? Do you want him just to throw like dig and dunk down the field and then like cover the spread for you? Is that where we're at? Or do you want him to actually try to go back and win the football game? Like he's going to have to take some chances. He's probably going to throw a pick or have to throw into double coverage or triple coverage sometimes. Like, that's the reality of it. Like, I remember Phil Rivers, your guy, he had that, like, impassioned speech toward the end of his career, I, I believe, back when he was in the Chargers. And he was just kind of talking about that. Like, that's how quarterbacks think. Like, what do you what do you want us to do? He's like, you want me to dink and dunk when we're down 15 points? Like, no. I'm going to sling and try to get back in the game. Like, there's going to be some picks that come along with that. Like, no doubt about it. So, I don't know. I, I just think Wentz is not their biggest issue right now. I, I'd be frustrated to see, like, Chase Young supposed to come in and be this dominating player. And, like, he's been hurt. I don't even know what he's been healthy, if he's been exactly what they were hoping for. Like, there's just a, probably a lot of things they're going, what else could go wrong? You know, you're, one of your running backs, Brian Robinson, has, has a tragic incident, right? Like, he's just able to come back. All those things kind of add up, but I think weigh on you. So I, I'm sure there's a lot of frustration with what he said. Well, and, and the Chase Young thing, too, is particularly frustrating because it's like that was a draft with Justin Herbert and Tua, you know, where <clears throat> I remember, I did you kill me? I'd say that I said, had Washington just drafted? RIP Dwayne Haskins. Um, 
I, I suggested they draft two. I did it a mock draft, and people killed me for it, saying they should trade. They should take two at second. And it turns out they should have taken Herbert second. But I mean, like, obviously that's. I mean, I guess it's hindsight, but yeah. I mean, well, look, the reality is, you know, obviously, you know, Dwayne is. It's a tragedy how he is passed. There was talent. There was ability there. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he. I mean, he. We. We had a sense that Washington might move on from him. In, in heading into the 2020, it would have been, I guess it would have been one year, but still like my, my point being is that Washington drafted Chase Young second overall thinking he was going to be a Bosa, like basically like, yeah. like one of the Bosa. Yeah. And, Had that sort of impact. Miles Garrett, whoever you want to talk about. And, and I think you can see it with Ron Rivera. He, I sort of wonder like how hot is Ron Rivera's seat? Because I know, like uh, David Aldridge, who writes, you know, general columnist in DC for the Athletic, wrote, "It's time to talk about the quarter. Time to talk about the coach." Um, and and maybe it is. I tend to think he's got more well, enough pull in that organization where he won't get fired. But Dan Snyder is obviously a wild card. He's a wild card. I think the other thing is, as all this stuff heats up and people start looking at him, guess what? Oh, let's fire the coach. They're talking about something else. Like like that, that's been kind of a tactic there, right? Like they had the whole name change, which. I was perfectly fine with the Washington football team. I loved Washington football team. I thought it was cool. Like, I was like, all right, it's different. No one else has this. And I don't know that you need to change it just to change it. Um, you know, they went through the whole storyline of why there could be the Red Wolves and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, then just keep it the Washington football team. Now you're the commandos. I mean, the, the commanders. Sorry, I, just, I can't kind of stop thinking. Of I, I, call, I call them the commandos or the Commodores yeah. all the time. Yeah. Commodores, there you go. Yeah. But I refuse to say uh, commanders. Yeah, yeah, but... By the way, somebody in the chat is saying that you can play for Washington. You're in great shape. Why not? I, I wouldn't say I'm in. I'm in good shape. Oh, good shape. Yeah, not great. Sorry. Good. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, not good shape. Um, it'd, it'd be fun to go back and play football again. I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What my body would hold up at this point. Probably not. Although with the roughing the passer calls nowadays, maybe, maybe it would because. All right. Okay. Well, let's do you want to talk about that really quickly. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I just, I don't know where you draw the line anymore, of. Uh, of looking at these penalties and go, we want to protect clearly what we believe to be the the mo the, the reason most people watch is the quarterback. Yep. Here's the only thing I'd say to debunk that. Do you know how many people watched the Dallas Cowboys LA Rams game this past week? 24 million. And they weren't tuning in for Dak. They weren't tuning in for Cooper Rush. It's because they're Cowboys fans and they're probably Rams fans. Like the NFL has to get off this high horse of thinking that, oh, if we don't have – yeah, I get it. If, if 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 an MVP, if a guy like Tom Brady gets hurt, yeah, it, it stinks. But there's going to be other guys who step up into the place. Cooper Rush, case in point, is a backup who now everyone's talking about with Dallas. And quite frankly, it's been, their, it's been Micah Parsons and their defense and their rushing attack that's largely led him to this point. Cooper Rush has been fine, but it hasn't been like he's throwing for over 300 yards every game, like putting this team on his back. So it's just it's odd to me that we keep trying to implement rules instead of because what we're doing is we're putting more defensive players at risk. Like if you look yeah. at Chris Jones, what they're asking him to do in that instance, okay, I strip the quarterback, I'm taking him to the ground. Now I've got to not only get the ball in my arm to have possession on the fumble, but now I have to rule so I don't land on him. But then I can't hurt myself either. Like he couldn't have gone right. He would hit the knees of one of his defenders or his teammates. If he would have went left, he would have hit one of the other offensive linemen and defensive players. Like, where do you want him to fall? It, the whole thing is absurd. And, and the NFL needs to take ownership of it. 
because they're the ones right now that I think they don't have the best interest of the game in mind, even though I, I know the excuse is, well, we got to protect these quarterbacks. Dude, the quarterbacks have to protect themselves. That's why they get paid so much. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they have to protect themselves. They have to get rid of the football. Or coaches have to learn how to protect them and not have all these five-man pass protections where you, you're allowing guys to get beat one-on-one. It's just – it's the bottom line. So it just – it irks me from that standpoint because I'm – look, I'm a former quarterback. I took my fair share of hits. There was never a time where I was like, oh, I felt like I needed more protection out there, you know, when I'm running around or staying in the pocket. I, I agree with you completely. I think, I mean, like, I would like to make it reviewable, and I don't know that that's necessarily how that work out. With the, how'd that work out with pass interference, though? Oh, that no, it's, it's exactly it's a disaster, terrible. And here's the problem: is you're taking one subject, subjective call, and you're then putting on the onus to someone else in a booth who's looking at it on TV to make it a subjective. And so then here's the problem with that: one, we don't reofficiate the play in the NFL like they do, for example, in college when there's a targeting call. They're reofficiating the play, which is great, right? Like that's a great way of looking at it. Let's reofficiate the play. Forget about what was made on the field. What does the guy in the booth think? The only problem with that is it's then up to his interpretation. And then the other problem with that is everything looks more vicious when it's down in slow mo, or or it's it's on. You know, you can you can mess with it. So it's like yeah, you have a three hundred pound guy is throwing a two hundred twenty five pound quarterback. Guess what? It's going to look vicious, and so you might be more apt to make those calls than. Sing it real time, or, or maybe not. You know, maybe you are picking up the flag and not calling it. I, I just think adding a replay official into this equation only makes it more of a disaster, just like we have with pass interference. Um, sorry, I was, I, I, I was listening to you, but I was also like googling Brady Quinn getting sacked videos, and then I didn't realize is this. I didn't, I, I didn't, I had forgotten about this. I remember the game, obviously, and I don't want to, you know, I, I like so um, AJ Hawk. What, sacked you in college? Is that true? Yeah, the our, our bowl game, festival. I think he sacked me maybe once, maybe twice. There's a great photo of it. You were getting absolutely lit up here. It's fantastic. Well, one of them we had, I think it was, um, I think it was. It this was, is like uh, old school college football too. Like it's like like the like. There's no like you, 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 there would be 42 flags around you if this happened today. Like the, the picture. Oh, dude, they they showed on our pregame show in Fox last week. Uh, Roman Reigns when he was at Georgia Tech, he literally like body slammed me after I threw a pass one time, and, and, and like no flags. Oh yeah, you were like talking. Were you talking trash to him? You were like, hey Roman, you want a piece of this? Let's go. Yeah, I mean, look, give me about six months in a weight room. I'll take a little extra something. We'll see what I hit. Yeah, I'm not far off now. I'm just saying. I could put on some tighties and get all jacked and juiced up too. Don't worry about it. Whoa, whoa, are you are you on HGH right now? You, you no, got to Andy. I mean, I, I was always sorry about that before. Yeah, it was big as the screen by the end of it. I mean, should, I kind of wanted to start taking HGH. Is that illegal? Like for just me? Here's the picture, by the way. Look at I mean, look at this. Like you're like he's tossed out of that game. By the way, that's not real. That's not real. That's a video game. Oh, it is. No, that's yeah, you can tell it's not real. Like the little signature, it's like a piece of art. I think it, I don't, I don't, no. You sure about that? Yeah. I don't think the signature makes it a video game. I'm telling you, he sacked me in the game. It wasn't. It was a little different than that. That doesn't even look real. It looks like digital art. It looks like a photograph that I'm going to purchase and wow. hang behind me. We should um, sell it for uh, for charity. Oh yeah, we could sell it for charity. Is that really not real? 
right. think it's based on a real picture, but I think it's like a digitized version of not, the actual photo. Trust me, there, there was a sack. It was a fourth down. We were we were in the red zone. We had a not good play call on for the cover zero look they brought. Um, oh, I think I found the real sack. Boy, does it not look as exciting. Yeah, and it's not. Oh, my God, this real sack is lame. I tried to tell you. He like just brings you down. He just yeah. well, you. So what happened was we had a little stick nod by our tight end. That was really, really one way with the football. And it was like the only place we kind of could because it just the whole it wasn't it wasn't a good play call for what we were getting. But yeah, that was a, that was a regrettable. I, I wish we could have come up with a better call on that one. Or I would I, I'm not sure what I would have done differently. That was one of those play calls where like as a quarterback, you go back, you go, what could I have done differently? We had a kind of a fade on the outside. Like maybe I could have thrown that, but you know, it wasn't a great matchup for us. So are you, are you offended that I'm Googling like pictures of you getting sacked? I don't want to like, I mean, this is, no, I, 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 yeah, there, see, that's, that's a lot less cool. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not that one framed. you can search the internet all you want. Now you'll find all kinds of stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I'm not looking for like, I mean, I just, I don't know. I've never, I don't, I don't have, Oh man, there's oh man. <laughs> You know, see, like I don't have. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Google you getting sacked. That's not fair. That's not because you don't. You can't Google me getting like pictures of me being physically like assaulted. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um. So bears are uh, commanders. Commandos. I'm taking commandos. I believe they're laying point or they're laying points too. Right on the road. Plus one, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's odd, right? Like you have like one of the better rushing offenses versus one of the better passing offenses, and. I don't know that. I mean, I guess the Bears are probably a little better defensively. But. I think it'd be like a sneaky shootout. Yeah. Cool. The the over-under is at what, like 38, 39, something low? Or am I, 37 I, and a half down from 40. I mean, it's two okay. two very lethargic teams. I could still seem to be in the under. It's in Chicago. The, the weather's sort of changed up north. You're probably not aware of that because you live in fantasy land. But. Well, actually, because I live in fantasy land, I am aware of the weather because I, you know, for instance, like Cleveland, like three times a year, at least three weeks a year, is it what what lake is it lake michigan erie lake erie lake. erie lake. yeah off Cleveland. Erie. Ah. i hear is that lake great yeah it's a lot it's of fun. considered great right it's it's considered one of the great lakes yes yes it is oh my god <laughs> is that what you're really asking me right now <laughs> i thought you were asking like is it great is it fun like, yeah i mean I go to Port Bay, go to the areas out there kelly's yeah. island like there's a lot of good spots i was like what, are you really asking it's a great lake no, I was, I was, I was, I was doing a bit. It's a great, it's a great lake bit. I've been, I've been trying it out. It's not. It actually landed for once. Usually, it flops. Not good material. That is terrible uh, material. Oh boy! All right. Um, I don't know what the hell we just did for the last hour, but it's fun. Ron Rivera. You think Ron Rivera makes it last the season? No, probably not. Not at this rate. Although yeah. they went, I think they went on Thursday night. So, okay. Um, all right. I'll have to go, have to go do a, a taping with Pete. So okay. you, yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it's after. Yeah, yeah. We've blown through your time here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what you gonna do? Uh, as hey, always, Brady, a pleasure. Hold on. Who are the Jets at? Oh, they're at uh, Atlanta. Oh. It was a seven point spread still. Yeah. How about this? I mean, hey, I'm gonna take the seven points and the Jets. Am I floor Lafleur game here? Yeah, that's true. Mike and Matt. Little brotherly love. Actually, I need to double check and make sure that was what I picked. I don't know that I did pick them. Do you uh, th- this answer this quickly. I, I really I think it's the Packers actually. Right, Robert Sala and Matt Lafleur know each other, right? I think through. Did they coach together? Probably. Uh, well, uh, maybe not. I don't think they do. Yeah, they didn't. Um. Anyway, I want to ask a question. We we can't take your time. You got to go talk to Pete. 
Brady Quinn, as always, thank you. Uh, remember, leave a five-star review with your charity of your choice. Charity of choice. I mean, the Jets have to win, but yes, not cover, but just win, which they may cover this week. They may. Covering does not covering does not get you any money. You can you can make money if they cover. Not you can make money. Just right. you're not going to get any of my donations. But correct. All right, as always, buddy, a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.